Hey, what's going on, everyone? Just before we get going in the episode today, we want to talk about a couple of our buddies that support us. If you don't want to listen to this, skip to about five minutes in the podcast. But if you want to get some rad hookups on some rad gear, stay tuned as we talk about a few people that support us. Give us some promo codes to hook you guys up. That's what we like to do. We've had a couple of our buddies on the show recently. Starting with uh, Muertos Coffee, they're out of Winters, California. They're firefighter-owned, operated, plus proceeds go back to the Fallen Firefighters Foundation. Use promo code JUSTANOTHERFAILURE at checkout to receive 15% off, plus proceeds from that will go back to our front line and our firefighters out there. Next up, you need a watch, you lose track of time, you want a cool backpack, maybe some CrossFit gear, the boys out at uh, Rockwell Watches in Woodcross, Utah is where they're at. They got you hooked up. Head over to Rockwell Time now. Use promo code FAILURE20 to receive 20% off the entire website. Finally, I got it on right here. You might be needing some sunglasses to protect your eyes while looking good. Our buddies at Heatwave out of San Jose, California got you covered. Use promo code FAIL at checkout and you're going to receive 10% off. Now, it's a little bit winter time out there. We might have a winter coat getting uh, brought on above the waist, below the belt. You know, it might be somewhere, but Devin, what do we got to hook these guys up with some men's grooming? Well, listen up, fellas. We're in the thick of winter, like Matt just said, and uh, the storms are brewing. Looks like one to three inches are in the forecast when you trim the hibernation bush that's taking place in your pants. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped specialize in products to make sure you're walking around town with beautiful snowballs. You see what they did there? Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> Man, real, yeah. real. We're yeah. playing words. Yep. But uh, Manscaped's here to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience, offering precision-engineered tools for the family jewels. Um, I mean, we run their products, obviously, because they hook us up. These things are spot on, you know? I mean, you, you can't get a better product. And there's no better way to start your Manscaped experience than the perfect or the performance package. It comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to carry all your goodies in one little spot. I mean, you might as well have the best tools to do the job, you know what I mean? We might as well just add the new refining to that bag, too, to get you smelling good. They I got mean, the new cologne out as well. They have a ton of other amazing men's hygiene products on their website, from disposable mats to trim the pubes to foot deodorant and everything in between. So head over to uh, manscaped.com right now. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code FAIL at checkout. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use promo code FAIL at checkout. and uh, Plus, Manscaped gives back to men's health awareness, and they help raise men's health awareness, which we don't get a lot of coverage. So support the men in your life. Support the men's health in your life. Go over, support Manscaped. You're not going to regret it. Yep, and uh, use promo code FAIL at checkout and uh, make your winter wiener look good. <laughs> oh, nice. And if you like our flags that we run on the lower half, not the upper half, but on the lower half of our podcast, check out the buddies at 30 Seconds Out veteran-owned operated company sun valley utah they got awesome flags they got awesome gear swag patches stickers check them out now you're not going to regret it and um yeah enjoy the episode guys have a good one here we go what is going on everybody welcome back 
to another episode of Just Another Failure Podcast with myself, Devin, my buddy Matt over there. What's up, buddy? And we got our uh, our buddy Dana uh, Creech right here, and you are the owner of Area 52 Ranch up here in uh, Northern California. I, where? What city is this, actually? That's why it's called Area 52. Yeah, we can't even tell people that exactly. That's why it's called Area 52. Yeah, you you guys can you guys can just wander, just green yeah. rolling hills. Yep. Up here in Northern California, but we're not gonna tell you where. Exactly. So what's going uh, on, man? Yeah, how's it going, man? Thanks it's going for good. Bringing us up Thanks and coming out, giving yeah. us the secret address. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how long you been running this spot now? Uh, this is year 10. This is year 10? Yep. So what was the idea behind this when you guys, have you guys ever been a cattle property or what's kind of the background, what you're yeah. running out here? Yeah, usually cattle and horses are out here every year. We, uh, I just lease it out. I don't own any yet. Okay. Uh, hopefully this year. Just do like feeder cows. cows and stuff out here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and a couple of pairs and stuff, you know, just to keep the grass down and jump sucking good. Yeah. <laughs> that, that free, it's a, the it's free a lawnmowers. Like, yeah, yeah. It's free lawnmower, but then they still will mess up your takeoffs if they're not steep enough. Yeah, because they'll, they'll walk all over it and just ruin it. One of the jumps that we built at uh, the ranch in Castro Valley, the big over the hill one that was shot in on the pipe, uh, like they came out and built it like three and a half months before they actually filmed it. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, that's fun to build, but we're just going to have to rebuild this thing right over again because they're going to come out and trample this thing down. Sure enough, like a couple months went by, we went out there and the the lip went from like a 10 foot lip to like a three and a half foot tall lip. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't pack in, like track in all the sides of whatever you build, mm. if there's any loose dirt, they'll just go in and root it all up with their horns and stuff to get the, the flies off them and... They'll just destroy whatever you got if you don't completely finish whatever you're working on. Yeah. So what did you, um, what was kind of the, the back take on this? How did you kind of come up with the idea of building the spot? And what was your kind of background coming into this, getting riders out here? You've had some of the best riders in the world out here riding the spot. So uh, It's always been a, a goal my whole life. I, you know, we filmed and did all those Wavos movies on quads, and we would go to people's places and pay to go there and, I would ride their stuff, and sometimes I get to build it what I want there if they'd let me. But uh, it's getting a little weird there. Yeah. I, mean, I was gonna yeah, say, yeah, go, you go bring it up a little, a little bit, bit closer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. You're right there. Um, people let me build stuff there at their places, but uh, most of the time you just ride what is existing, and you know I just dreamed of having that. And then finally we went to Santa Maria down there to Danimals. And, oh yeah. You know that was game changer. You know finally got like the dream stuff. He let me build stuff there and everything. It was it was awesome. I forgot about Danimals. Danimal, and, uh, he, had, he has such a six spot in San you know, Maria. I was, I was like, I am going to be, I'm going to have that, you know, someday. And then I always drove by here going to the airport and races and stuff and seen all the rolling hills. And I was like, right there, that's where I'm going. Yeah. I know. So, yeah, so I mean, like, what's that like, too, being able to just, like, roll out of your backyard, basically, and just go look at a hillside and be like... What do I want to build? What yeah. what can I do? Because you have the machinery, you have the land, you have everything. Like you can literally walk out of your backyard to every person that rides a dirt bike's dream, basically. It is definitely my dream world for sure. I've dreamed of this forever and looked years, years and years traveling around looking at properties till I found the right one with the right dirt, and the right terrain, and everything there. Like it wasn't just like I jumped on this. Like I, I had a UTV. <laughs> I went through a couple different UTVs over the years, just going to different properties and driving around them and looking at them and finally found the right one. And 
you know, it's just awesome. We can go out and build whatever we want now. And, you know, I just try not to jump into it too quick because, you know, if you've already, if you do it, it's there. You know, you want to do it right. That's like the main time. So I'm kind of taking my time and this year is definitely going to be a big year. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Uh, just driving in here, you know, I came in the back way and so I came down the dirt road, but there's this, it's cool because it's just thousands of acres of rolling hills out here and there's not a lot of trees on them but the hills are kind of steep so they just kind of give good natural landings for big hits and Mm. it kind of just has that prime playground to like really build really really fun stuff out here and i mean you guys sit on what 180 acres is it that's what the main property sits on and you've had what like six or seven tracks out here now with different features and different style tracks you have the pump track in the front yard the warm-up <laughs> track so yeah kind yep. of walk us through some of the stuff you've kind of built yeah out here. there's there's a pump track there's like a little pretzel track up front and then there's a kids 110 track right next to that that we kind of warm up on and gotta uh, have the mini bike track yep and then on the back side of the hill we have a like a moto full moto track and a gp track that's just all grass probably like four and a half five minute lap times and it's all natural there's like maybe we incorporate maybe one or two jumps that we built with tractors into it just getting across they kind of worked out in the way and uh everything else is all natural just rode in over the years and never touched so it's really good acceleration bumps and braking bumps and stuff starting on the downhills and uphills dude that's it's fun that's that good training stuff to just go beat you up out there and get you in shape Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of like kind of like that Danimals Hills or did you ride Jackpot's house over? Yeah. Jackpot yeah. kind of has a lot of the similar just big rolling California green hills. So those are just, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of some of those features. And your guys' hits are just massive. I mean, what's some of your, your larger hits that you guys have out here? Are two, you have 200 plus? Yeah, two, about 240 to like you have to make 240 on the big one. <laughs> yeah. We go farther than that because you can go 100 feet down the downside and still be all right. That's a good one. You know, it's, and is that the one that you have like a setup jump? You know, like two setup jumps coming into that, and then just grab fifth and just hold on. Oh, uh, there's like seven setup jumps before. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a couple from. You just have to watch the right video. Yeah, just watch the right video. See yeah. what one comes up. Yeah, yeah. There's one. Uh, there's one on YouTube with. Uh, I think Colby put it up, and uh, he's following me through it. And I have a like a metal militia like checkered. Uh, plaid shirt on like jacket on and look for that one okay that starts way way at the back gate and goes all the way across all right yeah it's a long one i mean i i've hit stuff fourth gear but i've never clicked fifth and just held it wide off of anything like that's that's the first jump i've ever done that on yeah that's like that's a pretty gnarly feeling yeah i never did fifth on a quad i don't think on a a real big jump yeah flat maybe fifth but never a big huge jump yeah the, we've built at the ranch in Castro Valley. We've built a couple like big, relatively big hits out there. And we had some fourth and we had one that was like fourth and you're going to make a good fifth. If you just kind of want to have fun and float it for a while, but mm-hmm. it's just a different feeling just grabbing that. And yeah. Just when you click and just... fifth and like, you're like committed and in fifth, you're like, all right, like I'm about to go far right now. Oh, yeah. Like we're about to send it to the moon. Yeah. You never get butterflies like that. Oh, you're and you're up there, yeah. and then your guys is cool because like you guys really roll over the top of the hill and then kind of float down the backside. But mm-hmm. you guys float for a while on some oh, of the yeah, stuff that you guys hit out here. That one we always say uh, you could take and put a, a slip and slide down the backside or an airbag. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted to do like maybe one project in the future. We get someone crazy enough, we'll maybe Bradley Slums yeah. come out here and 
lawn dart one of his bikes off there and parachute to a slip and slide down the backside. Dude, that, that dude, would be sick. That dude's gnarly. Yeah. yeah. Just like He's, jumps off the side of a cliff and then basically oh yeah, pulls a base jump. Yeah, shoots. base jumps off another of a level, dirt bike. Another level. Yeah. Dude, that that would be rad. So what um you kind of had the quad background. Now, did you have any like major contacts for bringing, you know, Jeremy and Beerman and those guys out here? How did you did you, did you guys just kind of build it and just kind of show them? Or how was like kind of bringing that to fruition, like some of the other projects you if brought you, up? If you build, build it, it, they, they will come. come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, pretty much everything we're doing, even from the start, is just to try and make it better. If, if we can make it better somehow, I can work it out, you know. And uh, Jeremy hit me up. You know, I've known him for a long time. And hit me up and asked if he could come up and film it. And... That's how that worked out, and pretty much everybody else that's done it is there's been a way that it's going to benefit the place. Yeah, we have a store starting right now. We have a pretty much a team. Team riders are the ones that are going to be filming here, and we'll have signature products for each rider. That's sick. And that's uh, cool. each rider is going to be able to push the their products and the other guy's products as part of the team to make it better. Yeah, that's, that's rad. That's, that's what we're doing. That's a super sick idea. They'll all get paid too for yeah. anything that sells with their name on it. Yeah. But we'll have Area Fifty Two product coming. They out help. They help you, but like you also help them. It's beneficial yeah, it's all, for everybody. Because then they'll be able to keep coming back. It'll keep coming, yeah. getting bigger as we go. Because well, I mean, as the budget grows, we yeah. can keep going at it. I'm trying to go full Area Fifty Two this year, and and you guys try. have plenty of room charge out here to, to do. ride and charge people to film and yeah. And just do our own YouTube and uh, store and pretty much promote this place the best we can to make this go. I see a lot of people make it in this right now. And uh, it's kind of a captive audience with nothing getting to go on right now. So if we just put on the show, I think people will watch it. Probably. Yeah, I think you guys have an opportunity to definitely do some insane stuff out here. Like you're saying, I mean, it's not like you have, you know, you're going to run out of room anytime soon. Like you can go build something absolutely insane one season film it put it out and then it's like next season rolls yeah. around you can go to a different location on the property and build something completely different and insane too it's like yep kind of sky's the limit here it's crazy that's that's what we're saying it's uh i've been working i got my excavator i'm in all these jobs doing this stuff and i'm just like i feel like i'm wasting my time i only have so much time left you know in life so i'd rather spend that time out here i could i could probably work every day the rest of my life and never be done out here with what right, i want to yeah. do so that's what i'm trying to get to be here more full-time and working doing this if we get this to work out that's what will happen that's rad man now um because uh fire season you drive dozers for the fire service yep. and then what do you do outside of season do you grade and stuff on outside season, or yep. just mainly everything after fire season comes back here to building this place up yeah just i mean i have my equipment and do uh dirt work i do footings for a few companies cement company my friend cardinal concrete we do uh footings for them and do clearing pads whatever we need to do you know just i'd rather do track stuff yeah you know i do tracks every once in a while but and i have one next week that i'm doing a mini track okay but probably be some more of that up here now that i'm gonna probably start advertising it so you'll go to other properties and help build their stuff yeah as well. i want to i want to start doing more of that okay you so know? you're just ripping tractors all yeah, day i like, like you're just... i like building track stuff that's what i'll do off of here but i don't want to do much stuff off of here yeah. if it's not track stuff or my own dozer on the fires yeah you know i don't want to work on someone else's dozer anymore really it's good i mean it's good money and good work if you if you could put your own dozer and you have your own truck and your own haul out there like you can make a lot of money yeah doing that. yeah it's, no it's, it's totally a very, worth it it's a great business 
there's a, definitely a risk that comes at it. But mm-hmm. uh, have you risk? Have you uh, ran a fire with Potter yet? He's a cause no, he, not yet. I've he runs. Seen him on seen him on his Instagram that he does it and stuff. Yeah, I don't think he ever comes up too far north. He was up in Salinas or something, Santa Cruz this year. Yeah, he won on the SCZU, I think, or one of yeah. those ones. I always mix up the Cal Fire bases. I should know those a lot better. <laughs> yeah, but... We were just on opposite fires, it seemed like, this year. I yeah. was down there in Salinas right before, and then when I left, I think he went up there and did some rehab. Yeah, we burned good this year. I mean, million and a half acres, I think, or what oh, was yeah. it, over two million? I, I don't think know. We... It's ridiculous. I remember we passed... <laughs> way, way too much. Ridiculous. We passed a million, like... In August, and it was still just. Oh yeah. And I mean, the one kind of real close to here, that one just com- two big fires converged, or maybe two or three big fires converged. More than that, that August complex is a lot of them. Yeah, that was a big, big fire. I remember flying over it uh, on my way up to Alaska, and like you, d- it was like you started at Clear Lake and just going towards the border of Oregon. You're like, we're mm-hmm. still on fire. Like we're still, still on fire. Still burning. Do you have to see it at night or daytime? Uh, daytime. Well, yeah, that'd, that'd be pretty neat. I, I've seen a couple at night, you know, um, and ran fires at night a couple times. And nighttime is definitely a whole different situation when you're, like, actually seeing the glow of the fire. Mm-hmm. and you, Seeing the big candle out there. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you you spot them for miles. Like, oh, you could yeah. you could spot a big fire from 200 miles away in the air. I mean, those oh, yeah. those things are pushing huge, huge heads out there. And, um, you know, now kind of going more into the fire service with my career, like, I'll be seeing a lot more of that stuff. But, yeah. Um, you're gonna see some cool shit. You're doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, don't don't pump his tires anymore. All right, he's gonna, no, no, I, he'll be bragging about this all day already. All right. Are you gonna be the pilot or just on the crew? Oh mm. uh, yeah, I'll be flying. Yeah, so nice. I'm, yeah, I'm That's flying. Awesome. Yeah, I'll be the pilot in there this year. So yeah, That's first awesome. year. I'll definitely keep cell phone close, cell phone number close. Well, there, yeah. a hot spot. I know we can hear you guys too on the ground uh, with our radios. So uh, yeah, it's my it's my first season getting in it, but it it's taken me ten years, almost eleven years of applying to even mm-hmm. get the spot that I have now, and it wasn't easy to get there. And they definitely the boys that do it keep that community really really tight and really close niched. And there was a lot of just like showing up, knocking on doors. Mm-hmm. and they slam the door in your face and you still stand there like three days later waiting for them to open up the door to even get the interview to go in and talk to them. And yeah. like, even at that end, like it was still tough. Like there was a lot of just going in circles. Like I'd meet a pilot and he'd tell me and give me a number of another guy to meet. And then I'd go and call that guy and be like, Hey, I got referred to you from this guy. And he goes, yeah. you need to go back and talk to that guy. I'm like, well, he just told me to come to you. And <laughs> it's like going to the DMV. Yeah, I mean, wow. they, they really want to see, it's a very dangerous job yeah. and they want to, you know, they want to see that you really want this. Like they don't want someone just coming in because they saw it on TV or they yeah. saw an Instagram of a guy dropping into a fire. Like they want to know that this is something you're serious about. And like, I had some like fire explorer stuff in my background from high school, like where I've had interest in fire for a long time. And so like all that came into it, but no, I'm stoked. This is year one, but it, it took a long time in the making to get here. And yeah. so, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes this uh-huh. year, but uh, my, my brother-in-law is a firefighter. He's been out on the fires. We had a lot of people from the CZU and the other ones evacuate to my sister's ranch last year. And they're all had, we had tons of trailers out there and people camping out. And so, yeah. uh, fellow firefighters even that lived there that evacuated. So I, I've been learning about it, talking about it, but I mean, you guys as an operator in the fire that you guys have a high risk job. Like, yeah. It was, gets pretty that's, gnarly. that's what I was going to ask. Like, yeah. what is that like? You know, you're going into, you're going into a fire. Yeah, literally, I mean, you're you're definitely head on into it, but you're 
I feel like I'm in a lot safer position than anybody on the ground. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. With my dozer, full cage. Can, if if you approach it smart, you can, you know, uh, make a safety zone. You you watch what the weather's doing and the fire's doing and the conditions of everything around you and the terrain, and you know that you can't make it to that safety zone behind you. So you're going to make another one to where you're safe. I can park there and know that I can drive my dozer back to this. That's the main thing, you know. Yeah. If you do it that way and try to remember everything that you're doing and where you where you put them, I think you're pretty safe. You just, uh, if you go out cowboy out there trying to do it, you know. And <laughs> just, just go rip into just it. Just single track and go over brush and leave shit to close around behind you. You don't. A lot of people sometimes will go out like that as a first dozer, you know, just chasing it. And getting stuck in there and blocking themselves in. Well, yeah, and it can wrap around behind you or something, you know, that would be a problem. But just and they keep, can... it, keep it clean and safe and you're fine. Yeah. And, you know, it's all up to you and how they bad kinda, you risk it. Yeah. They outfit those things pretty gnarly too, right? Like you're mm-hmm. got like full cages, like he's saying, and they're like insulated, right? Yeah. I mean, we have these curtains that are to pass the code but i don't think they're going to help you too they're like much. they're like quote unquote they say it does help but the guys that have been in there i haven't been in a burnover yet what size um what size dozer are you running like a d8 in there or d6 uh, d6 in yeah high tracks that's, that's the best one i think for it. d6 high track in yep. there yeah because you guys have i mean <laughs> firefighter dozers look awesome i mean they just look like battle tanks going yeah. in there with the roll cage by the time they're all outfitted and yeah. everything and then mm-hmm. um and then you had to take a course as well to get certified. How many years have you been doing this in the fires now? I think this is like eight or nine. Oh, wow. Yeah. How'd you kind of get into it? What was your interest? Uh, my friends were doing it mm-hmm. and had business, and they kept hitting me up because I knew I operated Dozer and doing it and uh, kept wanting me to work, but I didn't have my card. So I finally just got my card and did it because it looked awesome. Now, once and you uh, get your card, are there quite a few people to contract? Because I know like my buddies can privately contract your Dozer like you were talking about, mm-hmm. and that's great money. But how many companies are out there where they're actually looking for operators to go in and looking for? I mean, they're looking for good ones. Everybody's looking for good ones. Really? It's at a really low, like, they're hurting for them. So it's a sought-after job right now if you yeah, have the experience. Especially when the fires are going for a while and people are getting strung out and they want to see their families, they need to get yeah, people to you replace don't, them. You don't really what's get your a longest, break. What's your longest? I've watched a couple of you guys during the fire season last year. It seems like you guys are sometimes in a fire for, like, two and a half weeks before you come yeah. home. Like, what's your longest stay in a fire? I think I... Stayed. I don't know how long I stayed out of here. Probably like twelve days or something from here, and I'd drive home for a night, you know, and then rip back for my shift. You know, and I'd be here for like five, six hours. You know, you know that kind of thing. Like, and then <laughs> go back. Dedication, but, and then, man. Uh, you know, any any time there's a fire, but usually they weren't over twenty days the each fire. But we would get like one day off, then go the next one. Have you had any sketchy moments? Like, have you been caught in some gnarly stuff? Um, more like operator air stuff. Like I've been hit by a big boulder that someone was up above me. That was just, oh, and they pushed a massive yeah, boulder out, down on you. I was head dozer going to cutting a line down a hill, and fire was over here on the right, burning, and we were just trying to tie into another line down here where our uh, dozer boss. You could see him down below, <coughs> and uh, <coughs> they uh. I'm getting back on my dozer. I went out and scouted it because it was I couldn't see it was nighttime, and I went and walked out to see where to go. It was a cliff and rocky, really, really rocky there. So you're kind of weaving your way around, and uh, all of a sudden I'm climbing up the dozer and just <clears throat> the whole dozer shakes. And I climb up in there and look, and it's this rock that hits the back corner of the track, the back corner of the dozer and the ripper, and it's like a Volkswagen pretty much. 
you know, oh the hit there God. and it broke in half right there. And I got I got pictures somewhere of it. But uh, this guy, I, I mean, I called over the radio. I was like, what the hell's going to stop? I said, <laughs> who did this? Rocks, you know, just <laughs> he was throwing crazy, rocks. crazy on this? that. Oh, I'm pissed. It probably said other stuff that I shouldn't have on the radio right then. And uh, then uh, I took a couple of pictures of it, obviously. And then when we got done, you know, we got down the bottom. Everybody's talking about it. The guy's like, well, I was just up there kind of. Waiting for you guys to figure it out, so I started pushing some rocks off. Oh my like, dude, you did. You're like, you know how gravity works? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, you didn't see the other two dozers? Like, you knew we were up there. Yeah. Like, it just. That's scary. But you got lucky, though, because it didn't knock your track off, right? No, it didn't. Yeah. It, it smashed the corner, though. Like, yeah. the owners, it was uh, Giles. They were bummed about it. Yeah. No, I was. Um... Try to do a claim, and they were bummed. They just. Pretty much, you can lose your contract trying to do a claim, I think. Yeah, that sucks. So now, just eat it. have you had bad mechanicals out there? Because, like, do you have to be pretty mechanically inclined savvy as well to kind of fix your own rig? Because it's not like mm-hmm. you can call in a diesel mechanic to you out in the middle of the wilderness to yeah, fix your stuff. Hard that, that's hard. We we get out there. Yeah. <laughs> the tra- we get the mechanics out there. Oh, yeah. You know, you have to sometimes. We got winch and tow them. We've towed dozers with the winches sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you do have to be mechanically inclined. I've definitely fixed some hoses and stuff when they... Shit happens, you know. Yeah, have you had a track ball off on you or anything out there? Luckily, yeah. <laughs> Knock on wood. You know what I mean. You just try. You got to drive smart. Yeah. Like you said, don't don't do a freaking three sixty. Do a three point. You know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Take it easy you on gotta, your machine. You got to move it. Some people want to just start spinning circles on the tractor on a hill and stuff. <laughs> rocks. Have a have a little bit of a brain common sense yeah, and think yeah. about what you're doing out there. Throwing rocks at people. How gnarly is that running them at night, though? I mean, that has to be like a whole other feeling. You're low Lights. visibility, and you have, a, you have a lot of light bars and stuff on these. Lights th- are the main thing. This year, uh, hopefully, uh, we'll have some Baja Design lights. That's the goal. You need the Baja Designs with the ambers on there. Oh, the ambers. Yeah, are and those... you can switch them from amber to have like half and half. Uh-huh. And then when it gets real dusty, you just throw the ambers on, and oh, my God. It just kind of shoots Game right changer. through. Yeah. Game changer. Yeah, because when that that white light hits the dust, you're it's like you can see right in front of you. That's it, right? Yep. Yeah. I've I've been around a few. Uh, one of these Cal Fire dozers was completely lit up with them, and I was leading, driving back to we were off. It was in the morning. It was still dark, but uh, driving tracking out, and I was a ways ahead of him, over 100 yards. And when he turned onto the straightaway I was on, it was like my lights weren't even on, <laughs> and it just made everything daylight around me. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? <laughs> All I could see was like the dust that was coming up from my fan. <laughs> and that was about it. And I'm looking at the corner of my blade, making sure I don't go off the cliff. And then all of a sudden, everything just goes daylight. I was like, oh, man, he's cheating. <laughs> he's cheating. Yeah. Hey, that's not fair. He's can I cheating. can I get one of those? Yep. Uh, I, need yep. to, I need to be able to see, please. Yep. Baja Design is cheating. So Baja Design. Uh, you're looking at cheating this year. Oh, I want them. I want them. Oh. Excavator, everything. Because <laughs> the tinted windows, like, you might as well not even have those stock lights on. Will you guys run excavators in the fires? Yeah. You guys run, yep. there's excavators There's operating. a lot of excavators on Other? the fires, yes. They'll work on the attack and mainly on the rehab. Oh, okay. Yeah, the rehab side, I guess, that makes sense. You'll have to have them in there, too, and then you'll have the faller bunchers and bunch that shit in there just to get through for in big timber. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this was all thick, thick timber last year. That was mm-hmm. a thick burn. I mean, especially Santa Cruz, that thing. I mean, yeah. That, I think that helped that fire a little bit, just how thick that thing was burning through. It was so overgrown. Oh. Over there, like, by Swan's house, mm-hmm. I was helping him. Uh, I was on Salinas Fire. His place was all burning in Santa Cruz. Yeah. And uh, they couldn't get back up to their house. They evacuated and then couldn't get in, so I helped him. I took him to his house. Did he rebuild his spot ever? Got, we got his chickens out, a bunch of stuff out of his house up there. They weren't, like, in the fire, but... 
Yeah. You know, definitely helped him. Yeah, his his spot's sick. I mean, he's he's another guy that I, I kind of forgot about Swan's house. He's got a bad compound. But has he rebuilt any of that? Because I heard mm-hmm. he kind of like let it kind of go away for a little bit after he kind of did a big jam out there. He didn't really keep it up for a little bit. Yeah, he uh, they bought a skid steer last year. Okay. His dad for the landscaping yeah. business. And uh, I know he's been out there working on stuff. Yeah, I, I've always wanted, because we have kind of similar features at the Castro Valley spot mm-hmm. that I've, I wanted to build, like, a cool tree section, kind of like what sick. Swan has. And He did a good, I mean, Beerman and those guys went out there, and Hillsack all went yeah. out there, and they did that mountain bike moto jam out at his I, house. I thought it was pretty cool. That was yeah. a way sick thing that he put together yep. out there. So it's cool, because there's more and more of these, you know, private land guys, especially, like, my buddy Casey, he's an operator, too, but for the city. Um, and he's done a little bit in the fires, but he's mainly a city operator. But having guys that are talented that know how to build this stuff, it's that's a really cool mm-hmm. being able to come out on your own land now and just build really, yeah. really fun stuff and attract like really cool people to come out here. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you're getting into now, like hoping, you know, having like people come and using this as like right testing grounds, commercial grounds and stuff mm-hmm. like that now, right? That's kind of yeah. the new thing you're looking at getting into. Yeah, I mean, back in the day I used to, you know, I started with Polaris on their UTVs on the first ones and stuff and kind of helped them get going and pushing it. And uh, I was always wanting to do the testing as well, but we didn't have private property. That was the main thing. So hopefully now it works something out like that, or we can do some endurance testing, or you know, really let them see what see what they can see hang, what the know? suspension can, can do. Yeah. I know that I know they don't have the same course that I do. Oh yeah, for so, sure not. Yeah, and it's private now. They can't let me come take pictures of it if you don't let them. Yeah. So. Right, you're like, uh, send us uh, three, and uh, we'll beat them up for you. Let mm-hmm. it, let you know how they work out. Yep. They yep. can have NDAs on your property and make yeah. people sign NDAs so stuff doesn't get leaked and have certain areas that people mm-hmm. just aren't allowed to film. And, yeah, that's that's way rad. I mean, that's definitely some stuff we're looking at with some of our land is doing some kind of fun, you know, proving ground style mm-hmm. stuff. And it attracts a lot of stuff. There's definitely money involved yeah. in that. And there's definitely a good business model involved in that if you do well, it right. Well, if you can get big companies like you're saying, you get Polaris, you get, yeah. you know, whatever motorcycle brands out here too. That's yeah. where you can, like... Actually, make some decent cash. Now, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you too. On the building side of things, like, did you just get in a tractor and start pushing dirt <laughs> around and just built a lip? And you're like, "Yep, that looks good." Or was there like some trial and error where you like had to learn oh, how yeah. to shape some stuff? Yeah, no, it definitely takes some time. We used to do freestyle shows all the time, and uh, people would have to. We'd have people building the jumps ahead of time, like the promoter would build it and. We'd go, we didn't have ramps or anything. We'd go dirt to dirt and uh, it was sketchy, you know, <laughs> yeah, so like, you kind of <laughs> had to learn, it. like it was, that was, it was, it just had to evolve. I had to learn how to drive dozer just to survive. Cause, cause you were like, yeah, cold. um, let me shape my own, uh, lips and landings. Cause mm-hmm. I'm not trying to die out here. Yeah. I was going to get killed. Otherwise I thought, you know, it was just, they'd have takeoffs bigger than the landings. You <laughs> it's, know, like the a, little landing it's like a step down. You're like, what is going like on here? Super boat peaked ramp. out landing. It looks like another lip for a landing. It's all yeah, peaked out. No safety deck. One big boat ramp to a little boat ramp. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that looks right. Yeah. Okay. Go do freestyle now. Like That's not, not how it works. Yeah. Promoter always built up something that he thought a non-riding promoter would be like no i've seen people do it that looks just like this no you're good it was just and then you have someone in a dozer doing it you know because they wouldn't let you drive it and you're telling them what to do so hard trying to tell someone what it's easier just to do it yourself yes let me let me hop in there i'll fix it so that was it and you know i always drove like skid steers and stuff but never dozers up until then and just kind of went for it and then i moved to uh colorado kind of during all that with uh, my girlfriend's family and they had a big ranch, 600 acres, and uh, 
I, her dad bought a four service dozer there oh, and let me just build whatever I wanted. And I did definitely got a lot of hours in dozer and that's where I learned how to drive a dozer good. Dozers are fun. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're awesome to operate. I kind of taught myself and like my buddies and their ranching buddies have had them our whole life. And I was helping my buddy on a job one time and they're like bringing in dirt for the spot. And that mm-hmm. initially he just had me out there counting trucks and stuff like that and taking license plates. And so we know who went in and out that day. And then like one of the days I went out there, the dozer operator wasn't there. And like, I just had a bunch of dirt and I couldn't get trucks in anymore. And I called him he's like, Hey, keys in the dozer, like start pushing dirt. And I was like, all right. And it was like the, the first dozer I ever drove was like an old, old caterpillar with like 10 levers in it and like mm-hmm. nothing like the new style stuff. Yeah. And I remember I got it started, started and like, oh, yeah, I just kind of like started playing with levers. I, I moved a lever. To and just, I was like, Oh, that does that. That yeah. does. Okay. That's how I go forward. There's my brakes on my feet. All right, we're good. And it was funny. Cause like I got everything pushed out. I got everything. I kind of looking kind of good out there. I was like, Oh, this worked out good. And then like, I went to turn off the dozer. I'm like, how the hell? Like, okay, how? That was, that was, me too. I was like, how do I turn the dozer off? I, know exactly <laughs> so I, I like, I called my buddy. I'm like, dude, I have the dozer running. How do I get this thing? He's like, He's like, it's like an airplane. You got to take the fuel out of it and choke it out. I'm like, oh, all right. Here we go. Yeah. Matt, <laughs> Matt's in there like looking like Joe Dirt. I'm new. I yeah. don't know what to do. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. That was Some, a, somewhere you just had to like push the throttle all the way. Yeah. Forward. Yep. yep. Yeah. and the, But it was fun because then I, I kind of figured that out. And then he got nicer dozers, newer dozers and stuff like that. And then you start getting into like closed cabs and air conditioning and heaters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, man, this is way nicer. Yeah. I just got two steak here. Like, luxurious. If you start on something like that, everything's easy. Yeah, exactly. You know, once you get in the other ones. You yeah. Know, that's, what, that's what I try to get people to do. And I got to do it for like six months uh, mm-hmm. at a certain point in my life. And it was fun, man. I, I love building dozers. I love just going out and shaping stuff. And that was funny because he started putting me on bigger jobs and then I turned into the guy that was counting the trucks plus moving the dirt. And then I didn't have a lot of days. I didn't have someone out there counting trucks with me and I'm doing both and I'm trying to organize truck drivers and they never listen to you. Dump truck drivers never listen to you and you're telling them where to put stuff and they just drop stuff wherever you want. And like, cool. Now I got to push that way up the mountain now. And so yep. you guys backing up. But one time I was working at his cousin's ranch, we were bringing dirt in and I'm sitting there. I'm like, dude, this like is like a perfect jump right here. And like, he didn't really care what I was doing with the dirt, so I just started shaping a huge lip out there while I was dumping dirt, and I just started like building my own lips. I'm like, dude, this would be super fun. Like, all right, if I just all right, you bring this side up a little bit yep. and just kind of shape it up the yeah, hill. That's what I was gonna ask you too. I mean, do you like kind of low key help yourself out sometimes? Because you said you ride up in the hills, and I mean, you had a burn pretty close. Do you kind of like push some stuff, and you're like, yep. you know, this might help me out a little bit <laughs> definitely, later. Definitely, uh, when they told me to go clear out the whole trail I knew all the way back down make that the line we cleared it out and made it nice and uh they're like what's taking so long possibly possibly the abandoned garbage from all the pot grows that we drove through oh I bet there's a lot of they those. were possibly left on the black side oh not on the green side yeah yeah they might not be there anymore yeah yeah, yeah some extra gonna... extra crispy oh, man, plants they left, out there they left no it wasn't plants it was just like two-year abandoned rows of just pvc and uh, garbage yeah because they'll leave like batteries and solar panels so like they'll go out there garbage. it was so gross you just kind of went around it and made sure that was on the fire side because <laughs> <of> it. <laughs> it was just so bad they, they put it right in front of our trail right in the middle of our whole trail that we usually ride yeah. and uh we ride up the hill and they put gates blocked off to where it ride the road all the way up the switchbacks <laughs> instead of we used to, the trail used to go all the way up the middle he's like pushing dirt and he's like oh whoops <laughs> mm, that's yep. crazy sorry so about it that was definitely, but I, everybody else was on the same page, you know, all the Cal Fire guys. 
Let her burn. Nobody, they're asking nobody him, wanted to try and save a bunch of garbage. They're yeah. asking him what's yeah. taking so long. He's all building berms on his own trails yeah. out there. Well, that's always kind of been the biggest complaint up here is a lot of people that got mad at the pot growers because they would go out in the wilderness and then they would leave like batteries in mm-hmm. the creek and PVC all over. They would go and do their grow and then not yeah. take anything out with them after their grow was done. And I've been out in some of these mountains a couple of times, you know, especially kind of down by pills when we were talking about that. I've done that loop a lot. Mm-hmm. But, like, you'll be out in the hills riding, and all of a sudden you'll just cruise into, like, a massive grow, and you're like, whoa. And you're like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Should I back my bike up? Like, I'm not here anymore. I'm not looking. Yeah. Not looking. <laughs> Those are those are cool. Uh, those, those aren't those aren't weed plants. Yeah. No, that's cool. I get it. I get it. No, 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 no. That's Nothing to see was, here. That's how I was growing up in your over in Humboldt riding stuff. You'd go in the I mean, just be like, hey, we don't care. You know, I know someone's looking at me because I just came on a motorcycle into here. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't shoot me, yeah, please. Don't shoot. Yeah, we're don't, not coming back. I don't need a warning shot off a of murder mountain right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they it's territory. It's a whole different lifestyle mm-hmm. of people that live out in the mountains out there and how yeah. they protect. And then then you're like thinking like, did they booby trap something out? here exactly. like do i've got to be careful going out of here we now were, like i might have booby traps we were talking here. about Definitely. mountain people on the way here just like we saw we saw some people rolling in on the road and we were like <laughs> whoa that's funny well wait till we go up to uh his buddies with can dips up in uh humboldt yeah. this weekend we might see some fun creatures. Oh, gonna see, oh, gonna see, okay, you'll see some good stuff gonna see some folk. downtown downtown there's some good folk cruising around there <laughs> They have like their own language up there, yeah. and it's funny. I used to, uh, I used to late season goose hump like more up north, like Crescent City and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But you drive the coast up, and you'd come through some of these towns at night sometimes. Like you know, I, you know, I don't need to stop for gas right here in this town. I'm not. I think there's banjos playing and stuff. And there's yeah, you some, saw a there's guy some, in a pair of overalls with three teeth, and the, you're like, there's you some, know, I'm good. I think there's some mountain folk up there, but. I've also seen like some of the biggest mountain lions in my life up up in that yeah. territory. Have you run into any in the fire? Like, have you run across like some big stuff in the fires? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of bears this year. Was it there a lot? Mainly, of... mainly bears. Yeah, yeah. I saw more bears than deer. Oh, did you? This year, yeah. Yeah, I remember like up Sonora County a couple years ago when that burned. Uh, we would get deer coming down to the lake by my buddy's lake house that like survived the burn but they like they got burned up real good like you mm-hmm. saw like their hide and stuff all burned up real yeah. good in the fire but they survived out of the fire but it gets kind of gnarly with the animals because they're fleeing trying to get out oh, of yeah. this stuff so yep. yeah yeah it's sad some of them yeah i saw i saw one of the biggest mountain lions in my life like right over here one night we were going up the highway up highway 101 mm-hmm. and it was it was so big and like it didn't care either like i was coming up in my truck and it like stopped in the middle of Highway One and like looked at me, and then kept going. Like I was like, "Is this guy serious?" Like, <laughs> thing eyed you up and was like, "What are you gonna do, bitch?" Yeah. <laughs> You're like, all right, mellow out. All yeah. right. So, have you got other buddies like kind of into fire? Like, have you yeah. helped other buddies get into the yeah. fire service yeah. as well now? Yeah, there's a few of us in there now, and we're all, you know, Aaron. That was the one I got in. Yeah, made made him get in there with us, and then uh, I don't know. There's there's a couple. My buddy Randy and. About it, I might right hop. I might hop in the dozer and start learning how to drive those things and get in the game. You should yeah. get into it, man. There's a lot of people that want into it, and they're just for one thing. It's almost nice just to have the card so you can get back to your house if it gets locked down. Oh yeah, because you have permission to go through. Yeah, you can go through the roadblocks. And yeah. stuff you got the VIP home. card. You yeah. just flash almost, that, and you're almost, like, no. Nah, almost I'm good. worth just having your fire card and being a part of it, just to be a part of it. Yeah. Have you guys had to evacuate your? Um, close, but uh, I would never. My place is set up for it. 
Oh, oh, oh what's up, buddy? Hey, Bubba. You know, every now and then we do get dogs in the podcast, so. Hey, Dude, can this guy make an appearance? Oh, my. <laughs> can you see this guy real quick? <laughs> Dude, you are massive. <laughs> Look at his paws. What is he? This He's is the Kane, dog from Kane Corso. Is this the dog from Sandlot? Yeah. Right, this That's is the beast says. from Sandlot. This is Axel. This is the What's dad. Up, dude? This is the dad dog. This is dad dog. You're going to start sure pulling on some cords. cords out of here, probably. Yeah. He's kind of gentle sometimes. Back in He's kind of. Deaf. He's pretty deaf right now. You can hear a little bit. How old oh, is he? If he had these headphones on, he'd love it. <laughs> he'd be I like, put, oh, this is what I put my uh, shooting headphones that magnify it real good. Yeah. I put those on him and talk to him. <laughs> He's like, hey, dad. That was and cool. He's like, oh, hey, I can hear you now. What's yep. he weigh? Like 200 pounds? No, he was like 160 at a time, but now he's probably like 150, 145. This is a thick-ass boy right here. He's lost a lot of muscle getting old. He's 10. Oh, heads up, buddy. I got him the year I moved here. So you guys have he, four he moved of these? here with me. Uh, five. Five? Yeah, don't come in here without permission. <laughs> <laughs> Do not show up at Area 52 if they like don't know strangers. you. You'll get like ran strangers. up on by some <laughs> massive dogs. Yeah, and like the, the black ones, they're black and blue, like the... Three of them are blue and two are black, and uh, you can't see any of them at night. <laughs> They're just rolling through low key. Yeah, these are just the blending the in black ops right here. Yep. Oh, all right, oh. cutting in and out here. I'm gonna go set him. Uh, hold on. I think this is my. Oh yeah, that was my cord. Yeah. Oh. Nope. We're gonna we're gonna make a qu- make a quick pit stop here real quick. Commercial break. <laughs> we'll just leave this go. Let Dude, that is a sick dog. That's a that's a big dog too. <laughs> <laughs> he broke the door on the garage. <laughs> he just bust, he busted the door breaking in in here. Oh man! Sometimes you just you have such a big dog, it just makes its own entrances in, yeah. into the house. The, the dog just said, "I don't care about your door. I'm coming in." <laughs> just broke your door off. Dude, that is a massive dog. We're gonna we're actually gonna film that and we're gonna be rail that and yeah we're gonna show i'm gonna put my hand next to that thing's paw and just yeah. show you how big that is is that's, that part bear is, is that part yeah. black bear that's what that I was one it. of the bears he found in the fire actually and he just put a leash on it and called it his dog he, he looked so cool when he was younger too before he turned gray and all his all his browns kind of turned really light it used to be just like a rottweiler but huge he looks like a massive rot yeah, yeah he, all his all his gray everywhere was marked just like a rottweiler Dude, it was cool. He's getting really light colored now. A bunch of gray in the middle. Such a sick dog. He's an old boy now. Yeah, he's a good boy. Uh, So I wanted to ask you too about like more of the property stuff. I mean, you've had like we've been talking about. You had some big name moto riders coming out here to shoot big parts. Like you were talking about (laughs) having red cameras here. Like Mm -hmm. you know, Tyler Behrman's obviously has Red Bull, so they're putting some money into filming him what's that like having like a full-on production out here where you're getting like real tv setups out here uh it's pretty cool uh i mean it just it's kind of like what we used to do was what we just do all growing up yeah you know just we didn't have instagram yeah you just you just couldn't show it to everybody (laughs) we we did we did show it we just made movie we made dvds instead of yeah Instagram clips. Instead of Instagram you know, and YouTube. Instead of Instagram was... and YouTube clips. We made DVDs back then. Uh, well, like we it's... had the same kind of crews and cameras, just they didn't have reds in. We had phantoms and yeah. all that stuff. So it's kind of the same thing, just seeing younger kids do it now. It's crazy. Putting, like, the, it's, putting the new kid spin on it. I, I like it. Um, I think it's going to help build the brand, the Area 52 brand. Absolutely. Um, Tyler's definitely one of the first riders on the team, him and Colby. 
uh, Eric Swan, uh, McNarls. They're all on the team right now. And we're McNarls. Have... McNarls, yeah. Yeah, we got some sweet footage here of these guys that's coming out next month. Rad. Nice, nice, nice edit. I think uh, Tyler's got a biography mm-hmm. that they're doing with Red Bull, an 805. And oh, it's sick. all it's like a 40-minute thing on him and his whole family. It's really cool. I mean, but they did a little segment here of him riding. That's a full legendary moto family right there. Like yeah. flat track, everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, Papa Beerman's just a... Yeah, I think his grandpa even... <laughs> yeah, his grandpa was, was a part of it. Dude, his dad rips flat he track still too. does. Like, yeah, like rips for yeah. like... I don't even want to say like for an old dude because he yeah. still just straight up rips. Like <laughs> dude, he's still good. <laughs> it's always awesome when dad and son are in a race at like Speedway yeah. together yeah. and like they're in the hooligan that's race cool. series and stuff together. Like that's yeah. awesome seeing those mm-hmm. two. But like... Even like Hillsack, dude, like yep. he's got a lineage of just yep. moto dad, grandpa, and everything like that as well. Like yep. there's a lot of those guys that just like kept it going. And Beerman smashes on a flat track bike too. Like he, yep. that guy's he's great. just talented on two wheels, man. That yeah. guy can just ride. Yeah, no, Tyler's Tyler's definitely one of the most talented riders on a dirt bike, especially with those whips. Wait till you see what he, wait till you see what he did. It's pretty cool. They did a, I think a little feature black and white feature for 805 beer as well oh that's gonna so, be cool. cool ways i like the black and white stuff when it's yeah. done right like black and white stuff comes out so clean when it comes yeah. when it's done right yep. has axel been up here no not axel okay not yet i haven't talked to axel yet do yeah. you have a do you i mean i don't know him i don't yeah. want okay i don't want to throw anybody under the bus here but do you have like somebody that's like you've definitely had like a favorite rider out here that you've been like you just come out here and watch him ride and you're like wow yeah i'd say uh well definitely colby and uh tyler were definitely the two top ones on that yeah you know Col- tyler just has his you know style for days style for days he's his, he's his own own monster and then colby just wants to like Col- colby's style for days as well and his yeah. own monster and his monster's getting a lot bigger right now that's yeah. for sure like this he's progressed he's so much over the years yeah the, the he was just up here on my birthday and uh it was definitely a whole nother world that he was like his whips have evolved like his whole riding style has evolved a lot since last time he was here he's gotten really clean he's put a lot mm-hmm. of really good stuff together you used to race colby right yeah i actually grew up racing him yeah. like at paris and stuff like nice. back in the day and yeah it's weird because i mean you do have like those moto kids that are fast and then they just kind of fizzle out or whatever and then just don't make anything like mm-hmm. colby just went into like the freestyle slash free riding side of things and he was like, I mean, you he's, can't lie. He was sketchy in the beginning where you were like, oh, my God. And now, like, you're saying he progressed, like, overnight. And you're like, dude, this guy's, like, a legit the, dude in the game now. I'd say he's the top threat right now for, yeah, no, for he's, everybody. Dude, watching he him, like, is, watching him on quarter pipe and stuff, you're just like, what? Well, like, that, and then he just, like, learned flips, like, yeah, out of nowhere, too. Yeah, like, that, he just was like, you're like, oh, okay, you're doing that now? Yep. Yeah, I mean, he shreds on a BMX bike. Like, yeah, yeah he's, he's 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 really talented around. on two wheels. Period. Too yeah, like yeah. he's been out to uh, sheep multiple times too. And yeah, he he good, rips a BMX bike too. Good dude, good friend, and uh, definitely very talented. Yeah, both, I, them, both them and uh, McNarl's flipping like he wants to flip everything. That's that's the problem. <laughs> like I I have to sh- I had to shut him down just now. Like me and him, he still wants to do. It. He wants to flip everything here, change all the lips. I just <laughs> I was like. He flipped one jump here, and I, I love it. Yep. I love seeing it. Just I don't want to see it at my house. Yeah, you know, like it's, I, I'm scared. It's too scary much, watching too much like of a, a landowner. Is what I told him. I just said it's just not worth the, the risk worth reward, doesn't weigh out for me. Yeah. Anyways, it may be for you because you're gonna get 
whatever this, but I, well, it's kind something of, happens. I'm fucked. It's kind you of know, gnarly too, because you're like I, I just, I don't want to see that kind of thing happen. And you're you out in the it. middle of nowhere, kind of out here. Yeah. So like, if something does happen, like. 17 minutes for the helicopter to get here. So yeah, they said like that's they not... flew out to the neighbors yeah. for a old person. From, uh, are they coming out of Yeah. Yeah, that's California. Or, uh, it's not even reach it was up the there. yellow one. Yeah. The, the yellow one right at the airport. Hey, hey bleep that out. We're not even, we're not even giving them that clue, all right? <laughs> yeah, the... Yeah, we'll believe that spot. But yeah, I mean, that's still far from here. I mean, a 17-minute flight from yeah. there, it's still far. That's still oh, distance as flying. But uh, yeah, I mean, you, you got to figure because like Danimals was like kind of like the last big spot where people were flipping big natural trains. And that goes back to Twitch and Potter. Like yeah. those dudes went out to Danimals and flipped like yeah. huge 160, 170 hits. And then McNarls came around and he's out flipping 200 now, he's, 200 he's plus. His name is Mc- the most fitting name out of anybody out there. I mean, Twitch, kind of. Like, Twitch isn't even as fitting as McNarls. McNarls yeah. so. <laughs> got the name for a reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember just starting to ride with him. Because, like, I used to ride at Fitzpatrick's house a lot for a lot of years. And uh, I, that's how I met all those guys, was riding mm-hmm. at Fitzland. And um, a couple of the guys have come to the ranch and ridden the ranch. Griffin, um, Wes, Fitzpatrick. Um, and like prior to McNarls, Wes was like kind of the last guy that was going out and flipping really, really big stuff and just finding the big gnarliest hit, big style, big flips out there that McNarls just stepped up and mm-hmm. it's kind of seen cool seeing the progression of the game and like now seeing like Beerman, McNarls and those guys just really stepping it up. And then what McNarls did in what can Kansas or Arkansas can that last thing he did with Red Bull out there, what state was that? Oh, though? no, that was, Oklahoma. that was Tyler though. Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, that was Beerman. Yeah, yeah Beerman. Beerman, Beerman yeah, did Beerman. the, the dream. Red Bull yeah. Imagination course. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That I think that's sweet. That's they, like my goal here is a big, big version of that. Yeah. Dude, like you, could do, you could do will, insane. Like, you could have multiple versions of that. Yeah, here, I want, which would be, well, I'm just going to build the big brother of that. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about that. We have another spot that I want to talk to you about. And we could really <laughs> have some fun. But, I mean, yeah. there we... That's I think that's the we'll, cool. We'll build two big brothers. We'll build, twins. Yeah, what well, twins? Yeah, right. And <laughs> not think, identical. Yeah, not identical. Have the, let them have their own. You know, yeah, let them have features. their own beast. But uh, I think that's what I was gonna say. Like we're Instagram, like, but it's it. You know, there's definitely respect thing too with the ranchers and the landowners and stuff like that. Because I grew up with a lot of ranchers and access to a lot of land, and we all rode moto, but we never filmed our stuff. You know, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of footage that I never have because we just. We went out and rode the hills. We didn't bring cameras out with us. We just yeah. went out and rode the hills. And then Instagram came around. We started leaking a little bit of stuff. But we still have never really filmed a lot of the land that we have. We've yeah. never really put a lot of crews out there. On the pipe came out and filmed one section of one of our hills for 45 seconds of yeah. a hit. that was really cool. And people were like, where does that view exist? Yeah. Like, where does that view <laughs> exist? And whose, whose hills are those? And yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's all our stuff. And that's awesome. uh we built one jump next to a freeway one time that it kind of caused a lot of attention and we the problem with that is no yeah, you think the problem with that is we ended up getting that ended up getting poached a lot and then that was a whole nother liability because you have kids that were riding off mm-hmm. the road coming up and i hitting remember them. that jump yeah, did the, i talk to you about that before or was you might have talked to casey or i or Braden. It, it was someone about that jump yeah. back when i first moved here like it was Maybe a little bit after I moved here or something, but I remember talking about that jump. Yeah, we had that big someone. big jump next to the freeway, and that one kind of made us famous for a while. We had a yeah. big freeway jump, and it was funny because Caltrans put a tractor up the road one time, and like we caught him. We're like, dude, what are you doing? You're on our property. And they're like, someone called, or CHP called and made a complaint about you guys. We're like, we got to tear it down. We're like, 
you know, you can't just come on our land. You can't just come on our land. Like you get out of here. And it was funny because one of my buddies patrols that area with CHP and I like called him like, dude, who at the office is pissed off. They're not riding here. Like who who complained about us? Do you know? He's like, Hey, no one complained about you here. And so we were like, whatever. But they told us we were stopping traffic on the freeway, but we're like, no, no traffic just stops because you have a horrible freeway system and too many people. It was that, it was that, and it was that. And we were like, no, we just happened to hit it at five o'clock in the evening when everyone's going home and there's natural traffic out there. I don't ever remember seeing a car accident ever happen, uh, Mm -hmm. but I do remember multiple times, like people would be out of their cars on the freeway filming us. And one of our buddies, do you know, Petey Kernich? He's a hill climb kid. He's kind of big in the hill climb game, but PD was like late coming out there and we were, it was like the first time we ever sessioned it and he's coming around the freeway. He's like, dude, all of a sudden I came around the corner and you just see bikes flying through the air. He's like, it was the sickest thing to see That's from the awesome. freeway, but it was cool. Cause it was a fourth gear hit and you mm-hmm. would just come up the hill and just grab fourth and right, right up and just float over the top of the hill. And it was the most fun, but it was really safe and really mellow. You really couldn't get hurt because, like, the safe spot on it was only, like, 80 feet away. Mm-hmm. But you can go as, like, far as 180 on this thing if you That's really sweet. wanted to. But, I mean, going back to where I was going with this is, like, the ranch owners now, like, you guys could kind of work in hand with each other and be like, hey, like, you know, I respect not blowing up the spot and, like, giving too much attention out there. But, hey, let's work together on this project. And, yeah, we could build a big brother here and a twin over here. And we have the land and the operators. And now, now we have people who are operators that own machines and mm-hmm. we could be like, Hey, we have five guys that know how to do this. Yep. We have a bunch of riders. Tell us what you want. We ride too. So we understand what a lip needs to look like. Let's build like the most fun things that you could ever think of. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, for a long time, this stuff only existed at like Pastrana land, Fitzpatrick's house, Deegan's house and stuff yep. like that. But now like, now we're growing out to places where people have thousands of acres that they're like, Hey, yeah, you can go over there with mm-hmm. a thousand acres and go have fun. Like yeah, go have yeah. fun in a thousand Give acres. Give me a thousand acres. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a dozer and a thousand yeah, acres and just see what happens. Yeah, yeah. And let's make that happen. You know, let's, bleep, bleep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll, oh, we'll have area funny. 52 and then whatever yeah. other sacred compound we'll exactly. you know, call that oh, one. Yeah. We're going to come I'm up down. with our own cool can't name too. too uh, can't, can't be too many. That's yeah, for sure. No, you gotta. I, keep... I talk to Jack a lot and stuff. We want to do like a circuit as well. Like it's definitely in the talks. We could get them all together and we could do some sort of circuit where we could televise it. You oh, know, and yeah. Make it happen and have a series that's an invitational, like the fight fight TV guys. Maybe get them involved or something. Yeah. You know they got a pretty good program going on. Yeah, they so. just kind of came out of nowhere too and yeah, started that whole definitely thing. Definitely, I was like, "What the heck is this?" And yeah. that, uh, uh, when all this, the pros, yeah. all the champions rode together. Yeah, that was awesome. You no, know, it was awesome, and wow. I think uh, I think there's a definite possibility with streaming. I think one thing that COVID did to anyone was like allowing streaming certain things to become a really big popular platform, and yeah. how easy it is to do and like getting internet to rural places isn't that hard anymore to bring hotspots out there to live stream stuff, but it helps because it's like invitational only. There's no spectators on the course. Yeah. One that takes away a huge safety factor out there that we're just able to be a lot safer, not having all those people out there. It's like, you want to see this happen? Tune in, you know, yeah, make it exactly. a pay-per-view, but in, you could really like rampage is cool for mountain bikes, but there's other stuff we can do in California to make pretty technical, like oh, even yeah. mountain bike lines. And stuff That's like what that. we're, we're working on getting a crew for mountain bike stuff out here right now that's kind of what we're doing down at yeah, our spot want, right now we want to do some mountain bike stuff for sure because i i ride my bike out to the back that electric one and yeah. then ride back because it's all downhill all the way back here but it's all cow trails that don't have jumps or anything yeah. yet but 
all we got to do is just start shaping stuff, you know. I have an excavator. Yeah. I just don't want to do it myself. That's my we whole need thing. like-minded individuals that we work together on it and I think hammer that, it. I think that's like Casey and I. It's like we could do it all, but like just mm-hmm. for like the two of us or one of us being out there, like you need other people to motivate and you need people to like walk a line with you and be like, hey, like bring the dough. You know, like especially if they don't know how to operate. But like, hey, bring it over here. This is kind of what I'm looking for. Like start pushing this and then we'll kind of fine tune it but yeah. like it helps having a couple sets of eyes out there and yep. seeing because like i could see something that looks really sick and like a, a really good rider could come out and he's like that doesn't really make a lot of sense to do that right there like let's try and change it and put it here and this mm-hmm. is going to make it look way cooler yeah. so. you need to you need to just be the legs of it and let people use their own creativity mm-hmm. to do like what they want to do because that's where like you have people like tyler who have a vision in their head they mm-hmm. might not be able to like get oh, in yeah. the thing and and shape it how they want but they have an idea in yeah. their head and all they need is that person where it's yeah. like you well, get can, you get those people connected and magic happens yeah when you can tell someone and they understand it yeah that's that's the point yeah it's, it's a hard combo to find but it's possible yeah no i know i just best thing i got going is i can build the jumps and we can jump them we don't have to like they're jumpable like you're gonna you're gonna go where we want to go usually when i build them that's yeah that's that's the best thing i'll build the jump till i'm ready to hit it next time i go up it i'm hitting it yeah you know that's when i'm tracking it in you're looking at it to where you don't even have to do a test run usually like you're coming at that jump next time you hit it you're ready you know yeah that's that's That's, sick that's that's why i feel when i do a jump i'm just grease it grease it you might see me work a little longer on the skiddy grease that up but i'm really just test running it i'm actually coming at it in yeah. my head yeah my you're, you're like feeling it yeah, out I'm feeling it out yeah. as i come in there and feeling it like i'm gonna jump it you know just Feel like where if it's gonna g out like or how running, it's gonna transition yeah. through the yeah yep and then once you know it's right and you know you're going there grab you your go bike get your bike and hit it <laughs> and just send there's it. no better feeling than hitting a jump first time like you that you built be, oh that too but i mean just hitting a jump that's never been hit climbing it you can't get that feeling any other way other than just doing that. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and there's like no you're other saying, way. I don't know anything. I haven't skydived yet, but I think that would just scare the shit out of me more than it would give me that feeling. It's really over. <laughs> I think it would be a little more extreme than what I'm feeling. It's pretty rad. <laughs> Skydiving Skydive is like a whole other animal, but it, yeah. it's it's fun. You know, like I, it, the first time I ever did it, I was like, going from a pilot to a jumper side of things, I was like, I'm not supposed to be going out of this thing. I'm supposed to be sitting up there flying it. And I, uh, I remember like the first time I was like, I was really nervous, but I was like, I had like a weird nerves over me. I was like, all right, you know, this is going to be interesting. I remember like just that first initial, like going out the door and I was like, I'm committed now. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is it. I ain't Hope coming it back. I ain't coming back. Yeah. You're pushing back on Hopefully this one. this thing opens yeah. and we slow down. And it was like, it like it's literally the only thing in my life that legitimately, like, I, other than like hitting a big jump on a dirt bike, it's that takes your breath away kind of thing. Like <laughs> yeah. when you're like, you hit something, you do it. Yeah. You're like, you know, and like, and then you grab your breath and then you're like, start experiencing you're like, whoa, this is like insane right now. Yeah. Like you're just like, holy cow. And then, cause yeah. moto it's fun because you have that sensation of flight it's momentary though like you take off off a lip and you're flying and mm-hmm. you're you have it for a couple seconds in the air and then you land but you have that sensation of what it feels like to fly you're feeling what a bird feels like mm-hmm. you know you have that skydiving like you have it and then you have another 40 seconds of that <laughs> until you pull your parachute and so like your brain like ejects everything and then starts bringing it back in and you're just like holy cow like this is a really really rad experience you right actually now. have you, enough time to like you, take it yeah out. you could take it in and you could think about it and then you go under canopy and then you have five minutes yeah. of that under around. canopy just yeah. floating back down to the earth. And, like, 
that's a whole nother sensation because yeah. everything goes completely silent and it's just like boom. and then you start playing with your canopy and then you can get like the wind going by you and all those other sensational feels but it's just like wow. it's a whole like it's like sensory overload but like everything See, he comes it, back he makes together. it sound really nice <laughs> like that, that right there it would be the total different <laughs> senses for me going off like, even the parachute time like yeah. I'd, I'd be really happy that it opened but I'd still be scared shit oh you're like we're just going way the fuck up here the like I hope the wind gust doesn't flip it or something well, then, so like I, I did a tandem my first time and then I was like yeah. I'm gonna, I want to do this so I went yeah. back out and went through the skydive process through AFF and that was a whole nother feeling like the because the first time you jump AFF you have uh, your own rig on then you have two instructors that basically kind of help fly your body while you're figuring out how to fly your body and I remember like I actually pulled my parachute the first time because sometimes people panic and they don't pull it and the instructor has to pull your chute for you and then yeah. you know you land it and it was so cool because I like I got everything down and then I pulled my chute and then as all of a sudden I was like under canopy and I was like I actually have to figure out how to land this now like sure yeah. <laughs> sure like we did a ground school on this and they told me like how this to how to you use my it, risers you read it in a book yeah but... like, well they only taught me like yeah you're gonna pull your risers this is what you're looking for and stuff like that but I was like all of a sudden like the part of aviation kind of came in where I was like kind of flying back into the field under it. I was like, all right, this is fun. But I was having so much fun for a while under canopy because you kind of have to kill time. There's like a holding pattern. We just kind of like spin around out there and do some fun stuff. And I was coming into land. I was like, wow, this is like literally like coming down a runway right now. Mm -hmm. And I remember like the first time I did it, didn't stand my first one up. I, (laughs) I came in, I flared too high. And I just remember like kind of going like that. I'm like, nope, that's not the ground. Oh, there's the ground. (laughs) Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, I think I like. I think I brought it, and then like I came back, and I like tripped over myself and fell over myself. It's like, dang it! I thought I was gonna stand that one up. Everybody else was like first timer. Oh, yeah, pretty I'd much. Be so happy. Yeah, to be but on that the ground. that feeling has to be pretty gnarly. But we were actually talking about that on the way up here too. Like going back to jumping something the first time, like that feeling of like not knowing what's gonna happen, but mm-hmm. you're just like, well, we're committed. Like that yep. that first like send feeling where you're just like hopefully this works like yep. that's it's a it's a hard feeling to describe too like i don't really know how to describe that feeling well but... that moment you leave the lip like you're the first person no one's ever jumped this jump and you're mm-hmm. the first person to leave like go off that lip it's like there's a moment like mm-hmm. when you go off the lip and you're like did i do this right yep. yeah that's <laughs> what i mean like where you're like this is sick but you're yep. also like is this gonna work i really hope this works <laughs> yep i always just it's gonna work it's gonna you work. Gotta have that it's gonna attitude work. Of if you second guess it it's probably not gonna work <laughs> true yeah i mean you can't Those are the ones that don't work is when i second guess it you just get i go i don't go till i know yeah or i'll go change it now what's your yeah, that's my way what's your smaller side jump that you have out here like because you obviously you're known for big stuff on the internet you guys are known mm-hmm. for big big hits but like what's kind of like your smaller over not like a setup jump but like an overhill like what's your smaller side something oh um I don't know, there's some like 80 foot setup oh, and okay. stuff and nice little they're real peaky though and pop you high yeah just big booters just yeah, sky booters you'll have to see it kind of transfers i use a one of the landings i use the back side of the landing as another landing so you kind of crisscross oh that's pretty cool. like a freestyle show kind of you know yeah but the two lines cross each other oh, they actually intersect a couple times that's pretty sick you know you built something new the other day out here right you kind of put out on your instagram last night we're working on it it's gonna be a our new video coming out for the candidates okay that we're gonna do uh next month we're gonna film it this we did a meetup meet and greet kind of thing where mm-hmm. they all came out and got product here and did a shoot little one just that one day with just me and austin but we're gonna do a big shoot 
for their 50,000 followers. Because oh, they're getting close. They're at like 42 right now. They're yeah. thinking sometime next month. So I think start of the 13th or something, we're going to film it. Dude, that's sick. Yeah. yeah because gotta... you have a lot of cool ventures coming into this mm-hmm. place out here. Yeah. You know, and like, I guess one of the things we always ask and, um, the name of the show is just another failure podcast. And so like a lot of it's just like learning from failures, right? It's mm-hmm. like learning from failures, not giving up, pushing forward through failures, laughing about it, whatever it is, you know, like what's like, it could be fire service. It could be building jumps out here. Like, but what's something that's been part of this whole buildup that you've had that like, it's been tough, you know, to get through, but you either just had to be like, man, this, I mean, fire probably has that every time you walk into a fire, like, <laughs> man, I'm into it right now. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'm in like the boulder hitting your tractor, you know, whatever, but you know, what's something that's just been kind of gnarly that you guys had to kind of like push yourself through that was like building the brand or whatever that was in your life. In life or here? Hey, let's go here. Let's okay. go. Yeah. Let's go here. Let's go through that. He's like, well, uh, life, we got, yeah. we got all sorts of stories. I'd say, uh, Wow. I can't say what it really is. <laughs> <laughs> well, erase, erase, erase. <laughs> no, uh, hardest hardest part out here is uh, water sometimes, usually. And then uh, I'd say uh, it gets so hot out here. Oh, summertime. In the summer, you know, that you can't ride your round. It's not like we live in San Lo. You know, it's we just have a limited time of year that it's awesome. And then we take advantage of that. And then usually I'm working on fires. Yeah. Um, let's see. Hurdle. It was hard having a partner. We were best friends when we moved here and stuff. And uh, we lived here together and stuff. And that was probably the biggest hurdle here. Mm-hmm. You know, we're great friends now. But it was hard there at the end when uh, we were living together at this house, I'd say, for both of us. Bouncing too many. Yeah, just button, button heads. He had his kid living here, too. We were just shouldn't live together with your buddy you know that long and be partners on the place and everything you know there's a lot to put, we, we wanted to do that. different things on the place you know he wanted to didn't want the dozer work that's all i wanted to do is dozer work out here <laughs> <laughs> so that's a big that's a big thing definitely a different of opinion yeah on that which uh he's stoked on it now super stoked on it now but uh living together that was that was a hard hurdle for both of us there at the end it was awesome at the start and then we just uh we're great now. He comes out all the time. But I can imagine it'd be tough as like a roommate side of things, yeah. you know. Yeah. I didn't not, have enough money. I didn't out. have enough money to buy it myself when we did it and I was looking at pieces that were like twenty acres. Yeah. And stuff that I was gonna buy up in Reading and Anderson, just everywhere, you know, maybe sixty acres would be awesome. But then we started looking once we started talking about going together, we started looking at bigger pieces and gave us better you know, we were gonna split it up later. We had good plans, but yeah. Just didn't didn't happen. I'm glad it everything worked out like it did, you know. And I think he is too. Yeah, I mean, you ended up with a nice piece of property too out of this, and then <laughs> yeah. he gets to come use it still. Oh yeah, no, he uses it. He has full access anytime. He he knows that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the best way to kind of let uh-huh. things end up right there on the backside, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just... So we're we're still best friends, and everybody lived happily yeah, ever after. after. <laughs> exactly. You wanted to get deep, we got deep. Yeah. <laughs> we can make deep happen. No, yep. that's good though. There like that's go. what that's what we like to hear about yep. stuff though, because you know people see the cool side of it. You're making mm-hmm. all these cool videos with cool people riding out here, but it's like Instagram you still people's have to, highlights. Exactly. It's you, just your highlights. Yeah, you get to see the cool <laughs> stuff, but it's like behind the scenes, there's some gnarly stuff that still happens. The so. daily grind that goes into the work in the hills, making yep. sure the stuff runs right. You know, yeah. yeah there's yep. ranching. 
ranching in general is just a hard life and then what you guys are doing building stuff that it's hard labor yeah I mean, it's it, a full-time job this place just to keep it going fencing and everything especially when the cows are out and just taking care of the place and then having wanting to do what we're doing is definitely even more um main thing i'm didn't like you know is having to be gone so much from here when i've worked so hard to get this yeah you know working i like i want to I'm trying to figure out how to be here way more and be around my son. Like, I just want to do stuff with him. If I could be here, make enough money to be fine and uh, do stuff with my son every day, I'll be so happy. That'll be a life complete, you know? That was always, that was always like, one of my biggest things, too. I mean, with aviation and corporate side, uh, flying golf streams around the world, like, it was fun. Man, I had a lot of fun. I got to see a lot of really cool places, and I've been really blessed to be able to go out and experience the things I have in the countries I went to. But at the end of the day, like, I really didn't have a real life at home. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, I had buddies and stuff like that, but like mm-hmm. I was going out for three, four weeks at a time, come home for five or six days, go back out for three, four weeks at a time. And then there was a point in my life I'd go out for four or five months at a time, come back for five weeks, go back out for four or five months. It's like, yeah. this is fun, but this isn't sustainable, you know? And so it's, that's always been my ultimate goal. I want to be more time with my friends, my family and having fun, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's the best of both worlds. Go out in the fire season, make yep. your money. Yep. Come back, figure out how to make money outside of fire season to kind of keep you afloat through the year and then yep. make a hobby into a dream. That's, that's what you're doing here. That's the plan. I only got so much time left and, you know, yeah. I, want, I know I could work here every day, like I said. So Well, I, I think it's, I, th- I thought it was to sick too, just when we rolled in and, you know, you and the kid are out there just ripping the pump track in the front yard. and. But you had to break his chain. Thanks, Devin. I yeah, did, you broke yeah I know. Hey, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> we'll B-roll hey, that, too. Yeah, hey, um, Phoenix, can you cut that out? That never actually happened. So, uh... <laughs> Brought big dirt jump kid out yeah. here and just broke a bike. Smoked the thunder bike. thighs just snapped the chain, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. Made my kid cry. Uh, <laughs> that never happened <laughs> I can hear him. Hold on. Yeah. No, I, I can hear him crying. I'm just still. gonna get out of here now. I think actually, so I'm gonna I'm gonna head out. No, but I was gonna say like that's that's sick that he gets to grow up in a place like this too because he's got that yeah. in his front yard, and then I mean later down the road when he starts, I mean mm-hmm. he's probably gonna ride dirt bikes. Let's probably, be honest. Probably gonna do something like that. And I mean he gets to go, you know, right it's out a, his backyard and it's a dream. I've I've waited. I waited to have a kid, you know, to be set up. I I wanted to earlier, but uh definitely waited to get set up and ready and this is what I've wanted my whole life, you know. So, now it's, you're it's happening finally. Yeah. He's, he's out playing with me now. It's so fun. Like he actually just uh last week was probably like my proudest dad moment when uh, we uh he went out with his little Stasic bike and uh he rode the big track the moto track out there we were riding like probably half the track me and him just doing lap battery after battery like he just wants to do laps out yeah. there and he crashed so hard one time he's bleeding he cut his lips because he face planted with his helmet and the helmet hit him oh. in the face. like he got dirt somehow yeah. but he cut his lip and he's bleeding down his thing and blood all in his mouth and he just crying he got up and when you tell him to shake it off he like that shakes it off <laughs> shakes you'll it. probably see but he uh did that and he wanted to ride i was like do you want to go to the house and no 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 riding with blood just dripping down his face <laughs> yeah like that's my boy <laughs> and just him falling and you know i've seen i've seen people do that with their kids riding on their 50s at the track before yeah. you know it was just pretty awesome having him follow me on his bike finally great dad moment yeah and then in your dream you know like yeah. you're building that in your dream and yep. I think that's like the best thing you said right there a second ago. It was like it took a while to make it happen, but it happened. Oh, yeah. And like people really got to trust the process, you know. Yep. It's not always just that instant thing that happens. And I think that's a good takeaway from this. It's like 
you worked hard to get where you wanted this to be, mm-hmm. you know, and it, there's probably a lot of painful nights that were in there, you know, yeah. because you had a dream that was sitting there that you couldn't make happen. And that that's a hard part to get through too. It's like, you know, you can make something happen right now in life, but you don't have all the resources to actually put it together. So like mm-hmm. there's a lot of maddening times in there. It's like, you know what, maybe I just give up on the stream. Maybe I just put it on the back burner. Maybe I don't think about it anymore. Cause like, why should I have this dream if I can't make this happen today? But you know, eventually you keep pushing through and it, it came, it came out and, you know, that's a whole thing, fun thing with the podcast where we could really bring a lot of cool stuff to people like this and other mm-hmm. ranches and stuff like that. We've had fun friends that have been on the show and, um, I don't know <laughs> if the camera just clipped out or something, but yeah, right. Yeah. But there's some fun stuff that we could put on, you know, and bring people together. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's always a good part to be able to put stuff together. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely, I set, I set goals, you know, and uh, just always, this was definitely like a five-year plan was to get over to this place, and yeah. then, uh, you know, once I got here, it was just, you set another goal, and I got more goals, and just kind of, I hammer down at them, that's my goal, you know, just. <laughs> hammer down on the goals, that's yep, the goal. Hammer down on them, get them done. It. That's rad. That's legit, well, let's, um. Let's go cruise around the property. Yeah, let's, yeah. Go, let's go. Let's see go check it out. Let's go see what the dream looks like. Yeah, let's huh? go see what yeah, the dream looks like. You guys haven't even like. gone past the tip of the arrow. You're yeah. Still yeah. The arrowhead. Hey, let's go out to Texas out here in the backside yeah. here. And yep. Let's go. Uh, let's go check that out. Let's put some footage in here and let some cool. people see. You know, some not full top secret stuff. A little bit of leaky footage that we can yep. go show to our viewers, and uh, yep. we'll come back and get a good maybe film day out here with another podcast. Follow this up. Yeah. But yeah. where do we find you, Dana? You we'll should have... come out maybe on the. When we do the thing oh. next month, maybe let us know. Hey, that thing, wink, yeah. wink, low key. Yeah. Yep. But how do our uh, how do if people can follow you on social media? What's the best way to find Area Fifty Two? When's the brand uh, launching and kind of some stuff like that? What, it'll what's a probably, little shout out? Everything will be announced on my Instagram, and that's at uh, at or it's a five two Creech or just look up my name Dana Creech it should come up. Okay. Uh, but the I think the handle is a five two Creech. Cool. Yeah. Um, so you guys want to see some cool stuff? Uh, out in these green rolling hills definitely go follow him stay posted on what they got coming because it sounds like they got some insane stuff coming out and uh mm-hmm. we're gonna go show you some of uh our experiences out there right now yeah <laughs> might not send it. it's a little bit windy today but we're just gonna go yeah. we're gonna go have fun though we'll do a little trail ride yeah we're gonna go have fun yeah sounds good so, awesome well dana yeah. thank, thank you for you. coming on the show and let's uh let's go have some fun yeah but, thanks for coming up yeah Sweet. we'll see you guys next week